cool. Are we recording? Fire. Um, I'm not drinking today. I'm just drinking water. Me too, yeah. I've been trying to cut out sugar throughout my week. But considering I just bodied a gummy bear, it's not going well. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, my week. It's well, good. It's been like last two weeks. Um, cool. But yeah, my week. Past two weeks. Um, we've spoken before then, but yeah, everything's been cool. Everything's been on the up and up. The holidays were very, uh, relaxed and cultural, if you will. That's cool. I skipped a uh, family dinner, which was slightly reckless considering my family, but <laughs> I spent it how I wanted to spend it. Um, okay. I'd already decided that I wasn't going, that I wasn't interested in doing the whole like everyone gather in one place type thing. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of expressed my concerns about that early on to my family. But apparently the day of, all of that previous conversation was disregarded. Because I was asked mm -hmm. like, hey, when are you coming over? We're waiting on you. And it's like, you don't have to. Because <laughs> I'm not <Yeah>. going. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's funny because my cousin lives like seven minutes away. Um, but I just thought this was the perfect year to kind of do your own thing. And my own thing was me wanting to just have Thanksgiving with my homegirl. That's fair. And so, yeah, cool. we made coquito, we made sangria, we made a lot of food. Um, we took some edibles, just mm -hmm. vibed out. Sounds like good vibes. And how how was your holiday? How was how was your past your end of November, beginning of December? Uh, it was working family, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, yeah, I just I just chilled. Um, I went to my parents, uh, my parents' crib for Thanksgiving. Um, and it was just it was small. Didn't do too much, just hung out, had good conversations, and then went to work and did some cool stuff, worked on some cool projects, released some new stuff. You know, it's been, okay. a, it's been, a, la it's been a cool last two weeks. Rich, you're rich, is what some would call it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what's up. Um, I feel like the whole concept of the new normal, yeah. although it was like, kind of difficult to adjust to. I feel like now that we've been in this situation for nine months, mm -hmm. um, finding, kind of just recreating what these special moments mean to us has been like really empowering. Yeah. So I think that that's cool. Like just deciding how you want your life to be and how you want to spend um, the moments that are societally defined as special. Yeah. So yeah. No, I like that. That's what's up. That's, that sounds like you've been very cultured. <laughs> I, it has, you it, know, it was like, it was, it feels like it sounded reckless, but you were just being cultured. <laughs> you know, um, that's who I am at my core. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but here we are. We're back again for another episode of the Reckless and Culture podcast. I am your host, Imani. And it's Jay. Uh -huh. 
And what are we getting into? I mean, we talked about we talked about Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah, did you get any chain? Did you get a lot of happy Thanksgiving texts? Did you get a lot of group texts? Like, um, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I just this was actually a good time for me to just kind of like turn off my phone and really like make those kind of special moments and really live in the moment and not be too into like reaching out. And I was just chilling. Agreed. I was just chilling. Um, you know, it's, I know I need time to just, dis- everybody needs time to just disconnect a little bit and spend time with For themselves sure. and regroup. So um, I stayed away from it, but I did, I, I did get a couple. Um, and I realized like, yo, sometimes it's cool to like mute group chats. And get to it when you when you need to. It's um, definitely always cool to mute group chats. Group chats are meant to be muted. Um, <laughs> but I got a surprisingly low amount of just like overall happy Thanksgiving text messages. Like I got a reasonable amount mm-hmm. to where I could have actually yeah. actually replied. Although I didn't reply to any mm-hmm. of them, it was still much more reasonable than years prior. And I appreciated that. For sure. Um, since yeah. it was a little more meaningful, like, oh, you thought about me. Um, but I was very much so in the the present mode. I didn't re- like I replied this week to a lot of people like, hey, so sorry I didn't reply. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. But group chats for sure are meant to be muted. Um <laughs> they are supposed to be used at our own discretion. <laughs> yeah. You jump in, you yeah. jump out. Did you okay? So, just out of curiosity, did you get any? Are you in town? Do you still live in the area? Text. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't because. So I. I, (laughs) Did you send any? Did you send any? Did you? No, no, no. I'm asking. Did you send any? Okay. Did I send Um, any? No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't send any. I didn't send it. I <laughs> I chilled out. It was Thanksgiving weekend. I just wanted to spend it with friends and family. Copy, copy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I did not send any. I did oh. receive one. Okay. Um, but it was quiet, super slow. <laughs> mm. It's I mean, it's it's, it's always like that. It's the winter time. It's cold outside. Cold. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was, I had a good, wholesome Thanksgiving. That's beautiful. Are you just in general, are you a quick responder to text? No, no, One of those. It, take, it might take two or th- it might take me two or three days to mm-hmm. get back to it. Unless I'm like chilling. Like this season is just a busy season. It's the closeout of the year. So I'm on the move a lot and I'm not really paying attention to, you know, anything that isn't happening like right in front of me. Like I, I have a bit of a, I, I'm in a bit of a blinders. Like I have my blinders on. And so I respect if that. you catch me while I'm like relaxing, I'm, I'm engaged in, I'm going to engage in a conversation, but Catch me while you can. <laughs> Are you? Are you a quick response? I feel like you. I feel like you're similar though. 
Are you not? Um, I'm a quick responder. If okay. I'm not responding quickly, I don't know where my phone is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my phone's on D&D. Okay. Or I'm intentionally ignoring. That's fair. I've decided to not engage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm usually pretty quick uh, just because, I don't know, I feel like the people that text me, it's typically things that seem to need an answer immediately. So I try to be fair. pretty responsive. Um, and I'm the type of person in any type of group setting or organizing anything, I'm the person who gives my contact info. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wouldn't be right if I just wasn't paying attention so i do try to reply pretty quickly um how many unanswered texts do you have right now i feel like that's an unfair question (laughs) (laughs) i I mean we've already determined (laughs) we've already determined that you are not a prompt responder yeah um so this is from a long this is over a long period of time I have to preface this. This is from over a long period of time. Um, there are 261 unread uh, texts. <laughs> there are what? Actually, actually, there's wow. Okay. Unread text messages. Mm, okay. Um, but that, of course, that is over a very long period of time. I use my phone for a lot of different things. So. Absolutely. We are not judging you um, at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many unread text messages do you have? I, the angel that I am, I only have <laughs> 102. <laughs> see, that's not, see, and that's not bad. That's not bad. I think it's reasonable. That's, I think that it's is reasonable. Because it's over a long um, period of time. It's over a long period. Mm-hmm. It's always, it's, you know. <laughs> it's what we call it, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no judgment at all. So yeah. um, you know, we do what we can. We're, we're, but, we're, but we're business thing, people. I've, for sure. I've transitioned away from texting, though. So okay. into having conversations. So if you need something, just call me. Fire. I respect that. Um, because as I'm moving, I'm I'm answering my phone, but I'm not answering text messages. That's true. And I feel like with the like with AirPods and stuff like that, it makes it a lot easier to, you know, answer your phone um, versus sure. sit down and text and think about what's being asked of you. For sure. I respect it. Yeah, no I... judgment, Justin. <laughs> 300 messages. Hey. Small, small stuff, you know? No biggie. It is... No, that is that is over. Like I said, it's over a long period of time. Big facts. Do you feel, um, you know how you mentioned this is a very busy season for you? Um mm-hmm. Are you feeling like you're walking into 
like you're walking in your purpose? Do you feel like you're prepared and ready to accept the things that are coming to you? Or are you feeling anxious? Like, what's your vibe? Um, create, uh, I, th- I feel, I feel like I am. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm getting closer to what I'm, uh, what I'm supposed to do here. Um, we were talking about, I've talked, I've had that conversation a couple of different times in which we were just talking about um, like how life kind of aligns as you get closer to your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> one of the things that I've been thinking about is like formula 409. Okay. And like, there's a cleaning solution called formula 409. And it got its name because the people who made it, the two dudes who made it, they had 408 formulas that didn't work. And then on 409, they got it right. And that was, and that's how it got its name. And so I think about like how much you have to try. You have to continue to execute and you have to continue to do. Um, and you'll, even if you get that practice, you get those practice reps in, make, you'll make mistakes. I have made mistakes. Um, but, we will continue uh, to make mistakes. We, and, and we'll continue to make mistakes. <laughs> um, but in, in trying, I'm learning. Okay. So, and yeah. how about So kind of just, so I feel, I definitely feel like I'm prepared to receive a lot of what I feel is on the way to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm just kind of overcoming serious like imposter syndrome and serious Mm. um self-doubt um okay and just growing out of a space of feeling limited by my own ideas of what I deserve or what my work and creativity are worth um yeah and so I know my friends and I we talk a lot about overcoming imposter syndrome and just really understanding like that you really do know what you're doing and you Mm -hmm. really whether it takes you, like you just said, the Formula 409 um, founders, whether it takes you 400 times, 200 times, one time, 409 times, like not getting it exactly right doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing and that you're not supposed to be in the room. Um, Absolutely. So I think I'm finally getting comfortable in knowing that, you know, I'm supposed to be in the rooms that I'm in and my name's supposed to be brought up in the conversation that they're brought up in. And just because I haven't, arrived at who I feel like I want to arrive to be doesn't mean that yeah. I'm a fraud or doesn't mean that I'm not who I am. I'm just yeah. a work in progress. Like when can you give like can you give like a, an example of when you had to like when you like pushed yourself through that? Um, mm, daily you don't have low to be key. too specific. Yeah. I mean, just for example, so before I, like the job that I work full time, I actually started at that job through like a talent, a creative talent agency. And I was brought in as Mm -hmm. like a temp, just on some like brought in one day, trained in one day, never saw my trainer again. And it was kind of just like, okay, you have to figure this out. And it was in a corporate (laughs) space, which I hadn't really been in. And I feel like every day, 
in my head, I was like, okay, cool. If I just make it one more day, then I might be closer to like making full time. And then if I get on full time, like, you know, then I'll be one step closer to making like the salary that I want. But every day I also had like this doubt that it would all come, like today might be the last day, you know, like, I don't really know if I know what I'm doing <laughs> yeah. and I don't want these white people to really see that. I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> it literally took me like two years in this role, wow. in this position, having traveled with this company, having, you know, like been honored, having done presentations, having uh, created global social media policies, having created uh, augment reality app, like having brought yeah. some really solid things to this company for me to realize like, damn, like maybe you do know what you're doing. Like, and, <laughs> and maybe just because you hadn't done it before doesn't mean that you were that you were faking it you know Absolutely. like so and that that was a two-year process which is crazy that it took that long <laughs> but that is definitely the best example um and it was crazy because last time this well this year last time no last year oh. this time this um, time last well, actually, year <laughs> yeah like the years are you know <laughs> but in October, November-ish of 2019, I went to San Francisco for like um, a really big trade show that my company is a part of or participates in. And I was talking to one of my coworkers. Um, this is wildly passive aggressive for her to have said, but she was just like, um, you know, when you were first brought on, I had no idea how you would really make it because one, the company is so crazy and two, you had absolutely no training. And so I just assumed yeah. like a lot of the other people that were in your position, like they're not gonna last long. They're either gonna quit or they're gonna be let go type thing. Um, and I think that also, even though it was like very slight handed. Yeah, I know. And it's like, and she, you could tell wholeheartedly that she believed she was being like empowering. Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it definitely made me realize that despite the backhandedness of the compliment, I guess, mm -hmm. it's like you, if people are already thinking that way of you, it doesn't help if you're thinking that way of yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, maybe I felt that others were feeling that way or maybe I just, you know, it was just easier for me to believe what other people believe than just to believe in myself. But that's one thing yeah. that I'm realizing, like it's easy to talk down on yourself and it's easy to fall in line with how society wants to kind of limit you. Um, but it's difficult to wake up every morning and have a delusional sense of belief in yourself um, and is, a delusional sense totally of fair. belief that you deserve all the things that you want and then some. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've just gotten real delusional. <laughs> That's honest. I've gotten real delusional. <laughs> and I have my days. Um, I definitely have my days, but that has been the best way of me overcoming imposter syndrome. Just having just extraordinary ideas for what I can do and what will happen. Um, yeah. And almost to the point where it's like comical. Like today I was talking to my homegirl and we were just saying how, you know, like years from now, we're going to be laughing about the discussions we're having now about wanting That's the right. things that we'll have then. Um, <laughs> and even the discussions we've had on this podcast, like there's, 
we're gonna be like older you know in no time and just be like yo like we didn't even know like we we didn't have the slightest idea as to what was really um waiting for us and i think just believing that as wholeheartedly as i am at this point in my life to the point where i can laugh about it and actually see it and physically hear those conversations being had in retrospect it definitely feels really Mm -hmm. good because i wasn't always in that space no, that's, that's what like, about you? So like imposter syndrome. Space, like, what's that? I said, um, what about you and your I guess your journey through imposter syndrome? Um yeah, mine has been uh mine has been pretty interesting because I in the space that I operate in, I didn't like get into it traditionally. Like, I'm not a creative by training. Like, I kind of jumped into this and, like, as, a, as something that I've always known and known I wanted to be a part of um, mm-hmm. and, like, doing creative things. Like, I, even thinking about it, like, when I go back to Boston, I find, like, different things from my childhood. And I had, like, a video camera when I was, like, six or seven. That's cool. <laughs> and I was just filming stuff. <laughs> And so that's wild. Um, <laughs> and but I've always <laughs> also been a tinkerer. And so, but like as I got older, I wanted to be a politician. Okay. And got out of got out of that, got out of like thinking about politics and just kind of journeyed into entrepreneurship. And from there, creativity just, you know. I just continued to to grow into my creativity. Okay. After I got out of what I what I thought I wanted to be, I might I might but I might be it later. Okay. I might want to be a politician later, but <laughs> like <laughs> as a creative. Apparently, anyone like, can do a, it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But um. Like, as a creative, I'm not, like, from creative spaces. Like, I didn't come out of, like, one of the creative networks. Um, And so, like, the schools or anything, I just kind of jumped into it. Okay. And uh, battling with, like, how I fit into the creative community has been, like, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what's my connection to the creative community? Um, and that's where my imposter syndrome is like, you know, just figuring out, like knowing that there's a group and like, there's a, there's a group of people like uh, that continue to do and operate in creative spaces and do creative things. And a part of my like vision for creativity is collaboration. And, um, but with like wanting to build new communities and new relationships, like you also have to set boundaries. And so like, I've been trying to figure out how I set, ba- how I set my personal boundaries so that I don't overwork myself. Um, and, uh, but while balancing, like making sure that I'm still communicating with my family. Right. Um, and like the, my vital relationship. So like, in like setting my boundaries, um, I have to like figure like I had to f- take Sundays back. So like mm-hmm. I had to take like a portion of my Sunday back. Cause um 
just to take care of myself and just to make sure that I have a routine of calling and reaching out to family. So how have you like, how, like during this time, we've been in the pandemic for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of figured it out. How have you like managed, um, like staying connected to your vital relationships? Um, so I definitely, one of the biggest ways that I've been prioritizing my relationships is, Mm -hmm. which it sounds odd, but I've been prioritizing the relationship that I have with myself. Um, and I've been showing up for myself in ways that I haven't done in the past. Um, and like Mm -hmm. I said, getting like super cozy and cushiony with the idea that, you know, I deserve certain things and, in the same way that I'm able to show up for other people, um, I deserve that reciprocity uh, and I deserve that willingness for people to show up for me. So I think the more that I get connected with who I am, the more I can determine what I deserve, but then the more I can determine what I don't deserve, um, which allows me to create those boundaries of, you know, I'm not gonna allow you to take this much energy from you. I'm not gonna allow you to take this much time or I'm not gonna allow these certain aspects of our relationship to continue. Um, That doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, deal with people, but I'm just going to adjust how that relationship is for me and how I show up in that. Uh, And I feel like throughout the quarantine process, I have been able to like, cause I live alone as I always reiterate Mm -hmm. because that shit is crazy. Yeah, I've just been very tapped in with myself and my needs, especially during the health pandemic. So I feel like traditionally, you know, if you have a headache, if you have an elbow ache, if you have a foot ache, you kind of just sleep it off. You might pop a Tylenol, like everything is good, no stress. Yeah. But when there's a health pandemic going on, you're like, (laughs) throat, like like earaches, like not the Rona, you know, (laughs) not the Rony, not now. Um, and so I also think that the fear of, you know, of the virus has helped me to pay a lot, uh, more attention to how I feel on a physical level, but that obviously transcends into an emotional level. So, you know, am I scared? Am I anxious? Am I Mm. nervous? Do I feel alone? Am I lonely? Like just understanding the emotions that I have as a person, um, really allows me to show up in my relationships to better manage them, to better empathize with people, but also to set healthier boundaries. And those yeah. boundaries help to man help them and me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're someone who operates in a way where you take advantage of people and no one ever tells you that it's not okay, you're going to burn a lot of bridges. Yeah. You know, and it's not that you necessarily deserve to burn them just because you've actively actively been manipulating people or, you know, taking advantage of people, but it's that you haven't been held accountable. And so I'm going to do what I can do to hold you accountable. If you decide to make changes in your life based off of that, great. If you don't, that's also fine. But mm-hmm. now we know that yeah. you're comfortable burning those bridges. For sure. Um, and I feel like a lot of times we allow, we allow things to kind of just keep going um uncorrected and without the proper reconciliation um and all that does is breed like bitterness sadness anger frustration resentment and I'm not trying to live in those spaces like 
I want to see somebody and feel good for seeing them and not be worried about what they did to me or said to me last time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Nurturing myself so I can nurture others and they can nurture me. I, amen. I'm with that. <laughs> like that's that's helpful. Yeah. So how are and... you taking how are you taking that into has have y'all started your lockdown yet? We have not. So we were supposed to start it yesterday, mm. um, but it's today. And <laughs> okay. um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not exactly sure what's supposed to be locked back down. Because I haven't been to many places <laughs> in the past. Like yesterday, I did take out like yesterday and today. Those places mm. were open, but those places were also already open. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know exactly what's supposed to be closed, but I don't think those places are closed yet. Um, so yeah. And then I also heard from Andrea another another of the stunt teammates is that the world's supposed to end on December 21st, not in Uh, seven years, (laughs) which is news to me (laughs) by a long shot. Uh, That's news to me too. Yeah, that's so nice I'm too. kind of just adjusting to that and trying to figure um, out what I can do in the next 19 days to make it last. You know, that's dope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw something. It's not dope though. <laughs> no, but it's it's <laughs> no, like it's it's not like what else am I supposed to say? <laughs> I have no idea what I'm supposed to say to you know the world's gonna end in in 19 days. Yeah, it's crazy. Yo, I'm. I mean, hey, I'm about to live. I've been living the life that I want to live. Like, yeah. Have no. My regrets. first thought was I'll be coming back from a trip on the 20th, so uh-huh. hopefully I'll be well rested, um, in case it's a. Uh, long night on the 21st um (laughs) but yeah i there's so much going on yeah are you is north carolina doing a lockdown i haven't heard anything i haven't Mm. heard anything about a lockdown and so we like well the people that i'm around we're all pretty much (laughs) locked down okay all the people, like all of my friends, um, like they're all, we're all in our own houses, like, and then if we need to come and work together, we'll find one central place, we'll work together, and then we'll be out. Okay. Um, and so we, you know, we've kind of, through our friend group and our network, we've all been locked down pretty much. Um, so it doesn't change anything, even if they did announce it. I respect um, that. Um, so, um, what are some I don't things? Know, but I feel like we will. I feel like we will, like after Christmas, because the numbers keep rising. Like I was, I saw a stat that was like month over month how many cases uh, were added, like in the U.S. And I yeah. think we like it went from like one point nine million in uh, October. And then like four million something in November. 
And so I think they're going to wait to see like how people handle the holidays. Because they're telling people, they told people not to congregate, but I don't know. Um, I've seen small, I haven't seen big, like big groups. So hopefully yeah. uh, we can escape a, a lockdown, but I, I do think in January we'll get locked down. Mm. Yikes. Um, Roy was waiting for, uh, Roy was waiting for, uh, to win the election. <laughs> I'm definitely Before not opposed. to saying something about it. I feel like we need to do whatever is necessary. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not opposed to a lockdown. I don't feel like, oh my God, why are we doing this again? I'm not one of those people. Um and it's going to be cold anyway, so I'll be locked down, whether it's yeah. government mandated or not. <laughs> um, but it's just very confusing that everyone gets to decide what they want to do, like in terms yeah. of the states and even down to the cities, it almost seems like. Um, yeah. That's the strange part. Uh, and apparently Atlanta is just, okay. Atlanta's in a pandemic. <laughs> Atlanta's in a pandemic, okay? And the rest of the Gucci world at the, is in a pandemic. You saw <laughs> But, oh, no. Oh, yeah. I was going to say something about, uh, it's not, uh, the pandemic is, is not just in, uh, is not just in Georgia. I've seen it in, I've seen it in New York City. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I've seen it in New York City. I the mean, is, is also in New York City. I'm going to be honest. When things did open mm-hmm. back up and when they told us things were safe, we definitely, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we were back outside, you know, like uh-huh. we were back outside. And now that things are. That was like the perfect time to be outside, too. Yeah. They said it dies in the heat. Like <laughs> it mm-hmm. seemed safe. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's brick right now and numbers are rising and yeah it's like it's very interesting because as I mentioned before I have a lot of December birthdays um yeah. which I low-key avoided completely by the planning a trip but mm-hmm. I have a lot of December birthdays in my family so there would be a lot of congregating there I have like a few close friends that have the same birthday late in December. Then there's yeah. New Year's. Um, mm. And, you know, I know like my friend and I were planning on doing some type of like really small thing for that. And we're like trying to figure out like, whoa, like what are these numbers talking? Mm. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot to consider. And then, you know, you hear a lot, uh, where I've seen a lot on social media where extreme lockdowners are, which everyone should be, are pushing Mm -hmm. the narrative that, you know, we're only focused on not catching it or catching it, but we're not paying close enough attention to what it's doing to your body, even once you beat it, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. which is a valid point. Um, Fair. It's all very scary to think about. The UK just authorized using a vaccine. I've seen more people talk about the vaccine um i've seen more and more people talk about it 
Yeah. I don't know. They'll start distributing <laughs> in in the UK. And we'll see. We'll see how it reacts over there. Do you get a flu shot? I do not. No judgment. Oh, okay. I don't either. Um, you seem like you're scared to... <laughs> Yeah, I don't even get a flu shot, so I'm not in a rush to take this vaccine. Um, yeah, I was just I was just telling my grandma about this. Like I I talked to her yesterday and uh she was like she said she said that she was like she was like looking at the vaccine and I was like, Yeah, I'm not getting it. And she was like, Yeah, I'm going to get it. And I was like, they are going to give you the symptoms and she was but my grandma was a nurse and so and she's been a nurse forever well she was a nurse she's retired now um she's been a nurse forever and uh Good for her. she she asked me about the flu virus and i was like you mean the flu shot and i said no i haven't gotten i haven't gotten my flu shot since i left boston well no nah, i might have maybe two or three times but it's been a it's been a while for me. Okay, so yeah, this is the uh, anti-vaccination crew at the moment. Um, <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, so yeah, you know, hope my hope is not even my hope. I fully believe that. I mean, we've survived the first lockdown. We have made it. Mm-hmm nine more months throughout this crazy year we're about to finish out strong uh i have absolutely no doubts that we will survive again um but it definitely the key is just like really taking care of yourself on the mental and physical level um Mm -hmm. because predictions are kind of all over the place they can be very anxiety inducing taking time like having been withdrawn from family, then reconnected and having to be withdrawn again can be a lot for people on top of seasonal mm-hmm. depression. So take care of yourself and your peoples. Um, and in less cultured news, we're going to get into all things internet. Um, oh, jeez. So it the was fight. <laughs> That's, I was just about to bring that back because I was like, we talked about Thanksgiving <laughs> and neither one of us said anything about this fight. So really, okay. there's two fights that we can talk about. Really I was going to say, yeah. And, and depend, where, where do you want to go? Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, I mean, we can start with Tyson just to start on a more cultured. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is started more culture. So Mike Tyson mm-hmm. versus Roy Jones. Um, Wonderful thing to see. Yeah, beautiful cultural moment. Cult- ex- nobody cultural was trying moment, to get yes. nobody was trying to get hurt, and by nobody I'm yeah. being graceful um, or gracious. Oh because... no, no, no! <laughs> Mike Tyson, <laughs> I can't let you. I can't let you do that. Mike Tyson said, "I'm about to protect myself and throw punches with bad intentions." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, okay. Fair enough. Fair and, enough. And he did. But he did, but he he, <laughs> he no yeah it was very much so um it was 
it was every bit of a draw of a tie. Like almost as if they had practiced it. Like let's let's make sure we go in here and give the people what they want to see, yeah. which is for us to both remain champions. Um, yeah, it was honorable. Yeah. I feel like it was it honorable. Was, it, it, was, was, it was it was it was honorable for sure. It was honorable um, for sure. Mike was pulling punch. Mike was definitely pulling punches. Um, Mike was there because there were a couple of things where he, if he really wanted to, he would have. Um, but Roy was Roy was Roy Roy exerted enough of his he he exerted all of his energy making sure that he was uh, able to move. Who do you think? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just a Tyson fan, and I just feel like Tyson, I don't know. I feel like Tyson would have killed him, like knocked his ass out. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, for sure. Let's just for be clear. Sure. Uh, let's just be clear. Um, <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, okay, cool. So we are Team Tyson. We're Team Legends. Absolutely. Um, and and Roy Jones is a legend. Yes, Roy Jones is a legend. Don't get it twisted. Um, <laughs> I was I was watching the game. I was watching a fight with people, and I was like, and they confirmed what I was thinking. I was like, I'm watching Mike, and I'm that scary. That his longevity, like that he's still fighting. Like, what do you? What is scary? Yeah, like. His ability to like move the way he like the muscle memory of that after mm-hmm. almost twenty years is impressive. Yeah, I'm proud of but them then, both. Um, no one's nobody, yeah. nobody can withstand like a serious punch from Mike Tyson. I don't think. <laughs> On we to... had that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, speaking now... of knockouts, speaking of <laughs> wanting to see a knockout. <laughs> speaking of wanting to see a knockout. Speaking of nobody. <laughs> did, we get, did, did we get to see one? Did so, we get to see one? Jeez. <laughs> Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. <laughs> huh? So I was very... Um, unaware about this whole like about the ongoing uh i guess like animosity that was growing between them when this battle was like initiated so Mm -hmm. after he was knocked out obviously a friend of mine kind of like put me on to a lot of the like they were antagonizing each other and just like a lot of the trash talking that was going on um and shameful (laughs) (laughs) This was did Nate Robinson do it, do it for your people? Nate did Nate did Nate Robinson <laughs> do it for your people? Did he <laughs> do? He did it for. I, that's, that he said he he said he was doing it for his people. I was thinking I was gonna ask you the same thing because <laughs> I don't know these people that he's speaking. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> the people that he did it for either. I don't know those people. Um, but it's just so interesting the level of confidence that he had. I admire it. Absolutely. I admire it because yeah, totally supposed he to. 
went into that so confident, <laughs> talking straight up, straight like cash shit. Yes. And got knocked out. <laughs> three times. He got, he got knocked down three times. By you With eight punches. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was and it's like, you didn't, have, you didn't have to do this. <laughs> you didn't have to do this, Nate. <laughs> you really didn't have to. Um, I mean, it's this... just not, it's, it's not a good strategy to just like duck your head and run. Like yeah, and old boy was agile. Like, like, <laughs> it was. Like Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson is an athlete. I just feel like he just overstepped where he was supposed to. Where he was supposed to be. Totally. And Nate, I feel like because he he's Nate Robinson is an athlete, but he that just wasn't his sport. Definitely that not. Wasn't his sport. Um, but I feel like you know he bowed out well he got knocked out but I feel like the post knockout he handled things graciously thanking his teammates um, Mm -hmm. you know thanking his team thanking his trainer Uh, who was his trainer I don't know just so I don't run into this person (laughs) when I decide to become a boxer because (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was tough um it, yeah <laughs> but you know what? nobody wanted to see that <laughs> like to to your thought of like w- was this rehearsed because this was like uh i'm interested to see how weed maps grows okay because weed maps was the yeah yeah weed yeah weed maps was a like a main sponsor uh, and it was mm-hmm. Trillage pa- platform. So like they kept like they had a a Nas commercial talking about weed, right? And then you got you got Wiz and Snoop on, you know, on the lineup. And well, we won't talk about the lineup and the performances. I don't yeah. really want to talk about them. Um, um but Snoop then, was a very entertaining commentator for sure. And then from and then yeah. Mike Tyson saying he smoked weed before the fight. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely all contrived, you know, with states like Garden State, my own New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, yep. and Arizona, mm-hmm. pushing for the legalization and decriminalization of marijuana. Um, and I know, like, I've seen I've seen weed map signs actually in Jersey before this was declared, but I kind of keep up with that space um, just in terms of the fact that they were at one point they were looking for like 108 people to open dispensaries, um, like the cost of applications, which is extremely high. You have to have a very clean record. Um, So I've kind of been keeping track of that. So I'm not shocked at all by their push for that. Um, But I do think that it was the sponsors and it being on Triller and then uh, this Jake Paul guy being a YouTuber. It's definitely mm-hmm. very interesting how the tech spaces um, are kind of, you know, really showing up in these cultural moments um, and setting the tone so, like, subtly. Um, so, yeah, I 
shout out to everyone on those teams that helped to make, you know, those partnerships happen. It was definitely an entertaining evening. Um, it was definitely a huge social media with... moment. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we've no, been talking you're good. about, um, we've been talking about, well, we stopped talking about it for a little while, but Clubhouse mm-hmm. has gotten insane. Yeah. Speaking of like tech, Clubhouse has gotten yeah, insane. Yeah, no. Yeah, I haven't been on. I have kind of been like overwhelmed by the, I guess the, I don't even know, the narration of Clubhouse on Twitter. Um, Because I feel like people are literally like listening to Clubhouse tweeting, which is cool. Everyone should do what they want to do. But I think I see a lot of people talk about how they don't want like people shouldn't come into Clubhouse being elitist, but everyone knows it's invite only. So by talking about something that you know everyone's not on, you're low key also being an elitist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't been on in a while, but I do know that Mace, he was on tonight. Um, yes, he was. I know Meek, uh, he spent some time on there doing like a talent show. 20, I know Kevin Hart. 21's on there. 21's on there. I did. I was in his welcome party actually. Actually, um, so but, I did hear a lot of his early on conversation, um, mm-hmm. but also like a great person to be on there. Very candid. Uh, but he I'm wondering the, what. It was in the room I was listening to yesterday. <laughs> and what was the room about? Just out of curiosity. Uh, A&R or relationships? Uh, relationships. Both. Yeah. yeah <laughs> of course. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, of course. That's all, <laughs> I mean, that's all. That's all that's on that app. Exactly. That's all that's um, on that. And yeah, I guess I need to like get back into I saw, it. I have been enjoying people finding their groove in there, like people hosting, you know, really positive or informative talks. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that for sure. I would like to see this podcast like kind of leverage that okay and um, speak it into existence i would like to see i would like to see us like figure out a way to create and curate conversations outside of the ones we have that other people can be a part of okay and like have cool conversations with different people um yeah i think that'll be i think that'll be cool I think that that'll I be agree. cool. I'll, I'll talk to the powers that be, which is actually you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're aligned. We're aligned. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely think we can take a Sunday and just do our podcast on there, um, and just I see whoever joins cool. the room. Obviously, promote it. You know, once yeah. we release, and yeah, that might be a vibe. Even if it's just us two, it's still the same vibe that we're Absolutely. used to right now. So it's more than enough people. Uh, um, for sure. So in other internet teams, True's mm-hmm. Kitchen versus Twerkers. <laughs> <laughs> Whose side are you on? True's Kitchen or Twerkers? Period. First question. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy answer. I'm on the side with the twerkers. <laughs> I'm on the side with the twerkers. I 
for delivery's sake, for delivery's sake, I am on the side with the twerkers. Okay. And, and I understand the not kitchen. Not that I need to explain. <laughs> I understand the kitchen. Like I totally understand it. Like that's what you wanted, yes. but this is what you this got. What you got. <laughs> and so I'm rolling with what you got. <laughs> but I, like I get it. I, like you part. can be mad. You can be upset. This is what like I understand. You're like you got what you wanted on that side of the room. Like just stay over mm-hmm. there. Like focus over there mm-hmm. and you'll be cool. But over here, Agreed. this is what we're gonna do. And that's that's what creators do. Creators create. <laughs> so I I'm on the side of the creators. Same. I'm on the side of the creators. That's what I'm on the side of. Um, okay. The internet was all in a frenzy about that. Oh, it was it was <laughs> a war on what was that, Monday? Um mm-hmm. And I, the, the thing is, I totally get what he was trying to communicate. Um, the delivery was horrible. And the fact that he's seemingly... I'm surprised I didn't see more people like, getting up like, with food in their mouth. Nobody left in the video I saw. Yeah, I didn't see... Everyone st- stayed there and let him talk to them crazy. <laughs> I mean, um, so, yeah, I think I definitely understand what he was trying to communicate. And I don't think that he's at fault because I know there was a lot of debate between how are y'all mad that he wants to have a certain level of decorum in his restaurant? And then sure. I saw a lot of like, jokes about the fact that he has like Hennessy wings and um you know a billboard of a cutout of Obama holding an ace of spades bottle um (laughs) you know a lot of the things on the menu that should start with C start with K's heard a lot of really uh you know steeped in culture yeah things that are seemingly steeped in the culture that typically embraces twerking. There were a lot of uh, mm-hmm. things that people were pointing out in that capacity. Um, yeah. But I do think that as people, we need to, we just have to talk to each other better and we have to communicate to each other better. There's ways sure. of setting a precedent of how you want people to treat you and your establishment, but cursing them out is likely not going to achieve that. Um, and and if you can't communicate that in a good way, just find someone to translate it. Like tell them, yeah, and allow them to translate because yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I did read one hilarious review that did you like? How into the commentary were you? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I wasn't all that deep into it okay so i'm just gonna read this just for entertainment purposes for everyone um let us see and this was an actual review from (laughs) (laughs) from someone that had actually went to the restaurant um 
Here we go. So first of all, it looks like this might be on Yelp. <laughs> Not really sure what app it is. Okay. It's a one star. Oh, uh, I'm not going to say this girl's name. Mm -hmm. It says your restaurant took 45 plus minutes for food, but addressed an entire restaurant about twerking in your establishment. Told people who are spending money in a pandemic that they could get the fuck out and he didn't need the money. So why is the food not free? Why did you post a brunch party flyer? Why do you say we wouldn't go to names all white owned establishments you named and twerk? Why are you putting a color on class? I understand you want to be upscale, but there's a few things you need to do first before you can be upscale. And twerking mm -hmm. should be the least of your worries. Absolutely. Nothing upscale is made with Hennessy. That point took me out. <laughs> um, this, this faithful reviewer goes on to say, upscale restaurants have better furniture. Cocktails with a K, very upscale. <laughs> Dress code sign on the door, very, very upscale. No, seriously. What upscale restaurant have you been to where they have a dress code list laminated and posted on the front door? Not one. <laughs> so the next time you get your panties in a bunch, you should think if cursing out an entire restaurant is the right thing to do. You should have been back there cursing out your cooks and seeing why food took 45 minutes and better. Question mark, question mark. Mm. And honestly... It's the nothing upscale is made. <laughs> just, it's, you know, and I don't know. I, I, I enjoy black people. I enjoy us. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm happy to be amongst this <laughs> honorable community that yeah. has its recklessness and its culture. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, we can have both. We can have Choose Kitchen and we can have Twerkers. They may not be able to exist in the same indoor space during this yeah. pandemic, mm -hmm. but they can both exist in their own right. I totally agree. Um, so yeah, that's our, that's where we stand with that. We support yeah. both parties. Um, I, I support, I fully support the creators creating. Exactly. By that's any means necessary. Um, and this True's Kitchen is in Atlanta, correct? Yes, it is. And we've already made it clear <laughs> that Atlanta's in a pandemic. So, fuck it. <laughs> this shouldn't yeah, even mean, be a discussion. Uh, hey, yo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, they, <laughs> the, they squashed the Gucci and Jeezy beef and the streets just got even crazier. <laughs> It's wicked out there. Um, and carrying on, which would seemingly be a more cultured vibe, but just as reckless when you get down to the nitty gritty. The undoing. The epitome <laughs> of, of just oh, man. Upper West Side mess. Uh, and I live for it. I live for the chaos. I live for looking I at entertainment. It. That's not geared at us showing our asses. Absolutely. And this had nothing to do with us. <laughs> and I at first, I, for at it, first but... I was like, I like I had to balance it because I was like, they just gave us Lovecraft. I get it. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. 
<laughs> Once you started seeing what was going on, it's like, oh yeah, that's why we not in this. Yeah, they got it. They got it. They they got this one. They could take that. Exactly. So, first of all, Nicole Kidman um, has been typecasted into the most disillusioned wife ever um in all of her roles if you follow her as an actress um i I wasn't a fan of her i wasn't a fan of her like years ago but i've grown way more fond of her um she is a great actress um from Mm -hmm. what i've seen but she typically does have some type of psychotic sociopathic husband Mm. um yeah and in comes Jonathan Frazier, a complete sociopath. Yo, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant did a did a did, did a number on that show. Yo, he, he was acted, fired for three months. He he acted. It was crazy, and it was just so thrilling and so toxic that that you know as an audience member you begin to believe he was innocent yeah i pointed i pointed every other direction it was the blonde it was the blonde i knew it was the blonde all day long i knew it was the (laughs) me too because she was was complicit i felt like she was i felt like she was complicit and so but it was it was also very shocking to me that uh Nicole Kidman what was her character's name well Mrs. Frazier was a mm-hmm. she was a clinical psychologist i believe um yeah, she was and it's like sis you are missing red flags right <laughs> and left like bro you you're going to lose your job next because you do not have shit figured out. You don't know anything. You don't know anything that's going on. Every single person, every single person in her life, like held something back from her. And here she is shocked. Like, you didn't tell me. And it's just like, you didn't, you didn't know. Like, what? (laughs) Aren't you the mind reader? (laughs) Um, it was the ultimate mind fuck um, as a show, yeah. but it was well done. Um, yeah, kudos to them. Kudos to I them. I really thought Sylvia was gonna. I really thought Sylvia did, had something to do with it. And that's the blonde. Yeah, the blonde. Yeah. Friend. Yes, I definitely thought she did. Yeah, especially after the cafe scene. And she's mm-hmm. like, he came to me, and it's just like, what? What do you mean? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought, and it's so interesting because everyone was so, like, everyone was so wrapped up in the pride that she had mm-hmm. that they just assumed that she didn't want to talk about these things, and they never yeah. brought it up to her. Yeah. Like, oh, you're so private. Oh, you know, I thought he didn't, you know, it was the pride thing. And it's just like, bro, I don't want anyone 
to view me as that prideful or that private. Tell me. <laughs> my man lost his job. Call me up. <laughs> no shame. Because three months, three months, $500,000 loan. Mm-hmm. And now you're on, the, now you're talking about Miguel was like a son to me. Like, bro, what? Oh, oh, and a baby. <laughs> dude, he went dude nuts. Was, he went, was he went super toxic. Um, yeah, Jonathan Frazier, super toxic. Um, Haley Fitzgerald was mm-hmm. quite the lawyer. Um, yes. Yes, she was. That character added so much to the film. The introduction? The introduction was exactly what I wanted that character's introduction to be. Yes, exactly. Muck. It was amazing. Um, Well done. Bravo uh, to HBO, per usual, for another riveting series. Um, Yeah, and you know... Rest in peace to Elena. Yeah, I know. She didn't deserve that. That shit was crazy, yeah. She didn't Um, deserve that. So, yeah. But, yeah, what are we watching next? What are we breaking into for the beginning of this possible lockdown? So, I'm I'm currently sending, I'm currently saying RIP to the office. Is I'm not getting the NBC. I'm not getting the NBC app, and so since it's going off Netflix, I'm saying, I'm saying goodbye to the Office. I watch the Office every night faithfully. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's like a, that's been a staple. I watch. Yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I don't know. We have to do something to honor them somehow. Um, yeah. when is it supposed to go off on Netflix? Um, December 31st. Whoo, this is, come on. December 31st. <laughs> 2021's my year and you're breaking my heart. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. No, um, I will take. You know, it was, you, you know, it was pretty Bob's good. Burgers. Bob's Burgers, hilarious. Um, I actually missed that part. Did you say? I think I. What's that? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay. Um, what did you say was hilarious? Bob's Burgers. <gasps> yes, amazing. Bob's it's, Burgers is hilarious. It's the comedic genius for me in these shows. Um, and also the love, like the way that they're able to level it into, like the office just had so many like moments <laughs> where like you still had to empathize with these characters yeah. for the things that they were going through, even even <laughs> if they were like super simple, like Dwight, like when Angela broke up with him, like you know, oh, like man. he was heartbroken. Yeah. Like he was heartbroken. Um, and even like Jim just watching Pam 
be engaged to Roy like three whole seasons yo like I couldn't imagine watching that like every week and being like Jim like after season like I would have given him season one but into season two I would have been like dog what (laughs) you're you're just letting it it's tough uh, though it's tough uh shooting your shot I will say that Shooting your shot is tough. Shooting your shot. It it is Um, tough. How do you shoot your shot? But yeah, classic shows. I keep it on brand. I haven't shot my shot. We're saying culture. We're saying culture. Okay, so do we want to offer? Let's leave our listeners with, you know, some tidbits of advice or encouragement throughout the upcoming weeks. Um, will yours be reckless or cultured? Your advice? Uh, be cultured. Okay. It's been a crazy year. Um, close out the year like with a good feeling. Like don't don't put anything in jeopardy. Don't don't just do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. Take care of yourself. Get ready for a fresh start into the new year. Go to Stunt Digital's Instagram, watch um, the four ways to self-actualization. Um, it'll it'll give you some good, it'll give you some good things to practice for four weeks, for the next four weeks. Um, that'll close out the year. So yeah, I think that's what that's what that's what that's how I'm gonna end my 2020. How are you gonna how are you going to? Um well, I feel like you've, you know, you've handled the cultured aspect. So I'm just going to go the reckless route. And, you know, like, I feel like turn everything up. Like, everything mm. that you want, everything that you felt like, you know, you didn't have enough time to do in this year. Like, do what you can to build the foundation to get that done in 2021. Um, sure. You know, if you wanted to go somewhere before the end of the year, like, like, it may not be completely possible to go the exact destination you had in mind, you know, because of everything that's going on, but do something, like, take a road trip, like, do a vacation, yeah. like, in a Boston hotel, you know, if it makes sense for you, like, do something to give yourself anything that you felt like this year may have taken from you, yeah. um, and, you know, just don't think too hard about it, don't think too hard about it, because, one thing that I've realized is that the only thing that was stopping me from having a lot of the things that I wanted, from doing a lot of things that I wanted, was me just deciding mm-hmm. that I'm really going to do it. So whether it be traveling yeah. somewhere, I would talk about it all day long. And it's just like, today I had one conversation about wanting to go somewhere and I just got the flight. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, <laughs> you know, why not? Absolutely. Like, why not? And I feel like that's what we have to start asking ourselves more when you think about the things that you want to do and the opportunities that you want, instead of asking why you should do it or why you would get selected or why, why, why think why Mm. not you, because you are the one. A hundred percent. So there we are. This was a good Um, episode. For sure. We, as always appreciate you all tuning in. Um, Stay tuned for our next episodes. Uh, we have some more vibe sessions coming with sure. uh, some dope DJs. Uh, and keep an eye out, you know, for the work that we're doing individually. 
Absolutely. Uh, Justin with his asset packs. I know he has way more coming in 2021. Yep. Um, me with the things that I'm doing, uh, Visionary Society, and also just some personal things with Soft Studio. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned and be safe. Again, I'm your host, Imani. And I'm Jay Reed. We'll see you next time. And we're out.